If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for March 11th, 2012. And today we're going to be covering a variety of just kind of, not typical current events, but breaking current events that have happened in the last week, particularly regarding a lot of the rogue actions the government is taking uh, on a more ever-increasing basis. The first article is entitled, Pentagon and Obama Declare Congress Ceremonial. Congressman Jones introduces a bill that would subject Panetta and Obama to actual impeachment. Defense Secretary Leon Panetta's testimony asserting that the United Nations and NATO have supreme authority over the actions of the United States military, words which effectively declare Congress a ceremonial relic, and have prompted Congressman Walter Jones to introduce a resolution that reaffirms such behavior as an impeachable high crime under the Constitution. Now, you can watch this for yourself, this clip. I just actually found it last night. And it's entitled, High Treason Obama and the Pentagon Declared the Congress Invalid, 2012. And it's a congressional hearing. And you can actually hear for yourself the actual words, particularly from Leon Panetta, that wars that America essentially enters into, we don't need congressional approval anymore, which is the way that the Congress, Senate, you know, the the government in America has been set up. This man, I I think his name was uh, Sessions, questioned him numerous times over the seven-minute clip. And Panetta would not acknowledge the fact that they needed any kind of congressional approval to implement any war, for America to, to go into any war. All they really needed was United Nations, or what he termed as... Uh, a nation of coalitions if they came together. And he says it over and over. He tries to kind of put the guy in a corner, Panetta, tries to give him a chance to say, yeah, we would need congressional. But Panetta just refuses to say it. In, In other words, we're under, in this regard, United Nations rule. Whatever, you know, they say we're going to end up doing. And it's just a big turning point Um, of flagrancy in regard to what they're trying to implement. Going further, it says, During a Senate Armed Services Committee hearing yesterday, Panetta and the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Chairman General Martin Dempsey, brazenly admitted that their authority comes not from the U.S. Constitution, but that the United States is subservient to and takes its marching orders from the United Nations and NATO, international bodies over which the American people have no influence. Panetta was asked by Senator Jeff Sessions, quote, we spend our time worrying about the UN, the Arab League, NATO, and too little time, in my opinion, worrying about the elected representatives of the United States. As you go forward, will you consult with the United States Congress? He's asking this to Panetta. Uh, Panetta says, Defense Secretary responded, you know, our goal would be to seek international permission. And we would come to the Congress and inform you and determine how best to approach this. So, they're going to, essentially, Satan, the United Nations, international permission is what he's saying, and then they're going to come to the Congress and say, well, listen, you know, we here, here's how we're going to do this. 
Well, I mean, we'll keep you in the loop that way, but we don't need your approval. You know, it's just, it's total insanity. <clears throat> and then he says, okay, so we would, uh, we would come to the Congress and inform you and determine how best to approach this, whether or not we would want to get permission from the Congress. In other words, they can decide if they want to get permission or if they don't want to get permission. In other words, they don't need congressional permission anymore. Despite Sessions' repeated efforts to get Panetta to acknowledge that the United States Congress is supreme to the likes of NATO and the United Nations, Panetta exalted the power of, of international bodies over the U.S. legislative branch. Now, I'm not saying like the Congress is, you know, pure or, or good or whatever. I, I'm not saying they're not as corrupt as any other faction of our government. But this is quite a turning point for something to come out so public and so flagrant and, and in your face. And even even the corrupt Congress is, is totally aghast over what's going on at this point. <clears throat> so going further here... Uh, Panetta exalted the power of international bodies over the U.S. legislative branch. I believe this is a quote. No, Sessions said this. I'm really baffled by the idea that somehow an international assembly provides a legal basis for the United States military to be deployed in combat. Sessions said, I don't believe it's close to being correct. They provide no legal authority. The only legal authority that is required to deploy the United States military is of the Congress and of the President and the law and the Constitution. Well, he's just stating the obvious, but again, we're like I've said, like the Bible states, you know, we're going to have at some point a one-world government, the new world order, one-world political system, one-world economic system, one-world currency, one-world religion, and we're going to be seeing more and more of this type of behavior as that merging happens. Psalm ninety-four, verse twenty says, and this I've said this many times, but this seems to be becoming more and more pertinent. Shall the throne of iniquity, the throne of evil, iniquity, sin, have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law, like they framed the Constitution, okay? The framers of the Constitution. Well, this is talking about framing mischief, or evil, or wickedness, or iniquity, by a law. In other words, the laws are unlawful. This is becoming more and more commonplace. That's what we're going to be talking a lot about today. <clears throat> and then the next verse says, 9421, Psalm 9421, they gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous. Now these are the ones that are framing mischief by a law. People like Obama and the wicked people in government. Okay, They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous and condemn the innocent blood. Next verse, but the Lord is my defense, and my God is the rock of my refuge. It's going to become increasingly more apparent to, I believe, more and more Christians, if it hasn't already, that you're just going to have to totally, 100% rely on the Lord Jesus Christ as your defense, and God is the rock of your refuge. And you have to have faith to believe that. Next verse, and, and he shall bring upon them their own iniquity, meaning these wicked people, and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. 
These are good verses to actually, when you see evil overtaking uh, society and many facets of our existence, these are good verses to commit to memory and to quote as well. And I've done a whole teaching on Psalm 64 in imprecatory prayers that you might want to listen to, which really highly pertain to this type of subject and will pertain more and more as things get darker. Uh, the Bible talks about the night cometh when no man can work, and this is where we're, we're heading. So, in an effort, this is going back to the article, in an effort to reaffirm the fact that, quote, the use of offensive military force by a president without prior and clear authorization of an act of Congress constitute an impeachable high crime under Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution, Republican Congressman Walter Jones has introduced a resolution in the House of Representatives. Under the terms of Jones's re- resolution, both Panetta and Obama would be subject to impeachment for abusing their power in violating the Constitution in a disregarding in disregarding the authority of Congress and placing a foreign power above its jurisdiction. But you might say, well, why isn't this front page news? Because the media is totally either, you know, even even the alternative media, a, a lot of the ones that I check, they're not even touching this. I mean, come on, man up. I mean, this is this should be front page news everywhere. They're not, you know, the only ones really touching this is Alex Jones at this point. Now, I know there's, there's, I've issued warnings regarding Alex Jones in the past, okay? So, I'm not giving him some blanket endorsement or whatever. I'm just saying he's right now just about the only one covering this. There's very few. Now, maybe that'll change over the next week. I don't know. I hope it does. This does need to be front page news, This guy should have never, ever, ever been in office. He is an illegal alien, Obama. And we're going to look at that next. And I've done several studies on that as well. But I understand it's like the game is rigged and, you know, the Illuminati is rigging the game. So they've got their puppet in place. Going further, it says, despite the Pentagon's efforts to claim that Panetta's words were misinterpreted, The Obama administration itself has routinely cited the authority of the United Nations in relation to last year's invasion of Libya, which was conducted without approval of Congress. So he's already done this once, so now they're, you know, you give the devil an inch, he's going to take a mile, they're going to get more flagrant with it. In June of last year, President Obama arrogantly expressed his hostility to the rule of law when he dismissed the need to get congressional authorization to commit the United States to a military intervention in Libya. Flippantly dismissing criticism and remarking, I quote, I don't even have to get to the constitutional question. In other words, the Constitution doesn't apply to him, essentially. Obama tried to legitimize his failure to obtain congressional approval for military involvement by sending a letter to the Speaker of the House, John Boer, in which, or Boehner, I'm sorry, in which he said the military assault was, quote, authorized by the United Nations Security Council. So again, he's getting his authorization from the United Nations, the most wicked, evil faction backbone of the coming one world government on planet Earth. I mean, they gave him a, what, did they give, they gave him a Nobel Peace Prize? You know, anyway. In boldly asserting the authority of international powers 
and above the legislative branch, Panetta and Obama are openly declaring that they no longer represent the American people. When did they ever? Uh, and instead are water carriers for the global dictatorship that has usurped the sovereignty of the United States. Now, I just went up right before I started the study, and I rechecked to see if anything more had come about regarding this. And I found a little more information regarding this impeachment. It says, President Barack Obama becomes only the third sitting president to face impeachment following Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton. Johnson was impeached for illegally dismissing an office holder without the Senate's approval, and Clinton for perjury and obstruction of justice. Both were acquitted by the Senate. Significantly, President Obama faces much more serious charges than his impeached predecessors, and it's still unclear what legal defense he will use to defuse the charges as the legal basis for his unilateral action has been inconsistent and vague from the beginning of the Libya assault. And then it goes on to say, prior to military operations in Libya, the Justice Department advised the administration on the legality of using unauthorized force in Libya in a 14-page memo titled Authority to Use Military Force in Libya. And then it goes on to give quotes from that. And that they talk a lot more about Libya here. So the article ends by saying the Obama administration is clearly offended against the rule of law and appears his only defense lies in somehow changing the definition of words. It's not a strong legal position to be in, and it seems for the first time in history a sitting president may be held accountable for crimes, high crimes and misdemeanors. So, you know, I don't, I'm not expecting a whole lot. Uh, obviously, when the media, mainstream, corporate league controlled, New World Order controlled media won't even report on something, uh, you know, it's not like you're going to hold out for a lot of hope here that things are going to change, but it is something to potentially pray about, uh, something to keep in mind. Um, you know, it's just wickedness. It's pure wickedness, what we have in office and what is going on in, in high politics in America, and it does need to be exposed. Uh, it doesn't need to be, you know, covered over so that no one knows about it. Nobody, none of the Christians even know to pray about it, and we're all ignorant of Satan's devices. It's, it's something that uh, needs to be out. So the next article is, uh, this is from CBS News, Sheriff Joe... Joe's investigation into Obama's forged records. And I have a comment here. It says, it's no wonder you have an illegal alien in the White House. Um, it's no wonder that when you have an illegal alien in the White House, that actions like those just mentioned are becoming more commonplace. And they get into that in this little report. I'm going to play this for you. It's a, not a real long audio clip. This is Sheriff Joe Obama. Ohio, yeah, um, it's called thebirtherreport.com, it's, it's about a little over a five minute video, and they're going to get into this, now this just came out, this is just from um, not even ten days ago that this actual video went on there, and uh, I've got two other longer videos that go along with this. They're, they're over an hour long on the whole hearing. This is just kind of the high points, but this is what CBS News reported on. And um, so you can hear this for yourself. The only people who don't want to disclose the truth are people with something to hide. Sheriff Joe Arpaio says he suspects President Obama's birth certificate is a fake. We believe... 
probable cause exists indicating that forgery and fraud may have been committed. Arpaio says his team of volunteer investigators believes President Obama's birth certificate is computer-generated. They say they have a person of interest that may be involved in that hoax. So what is next? CBS 5's Heather Moore has been trying to get the answer to that question all night. Heather, what did you come up with? Well, Catherine and Cena, the sheriff says maybe Congress needs to take this on next. It all started up again when the Tea Party of Surprise asked your Sheriff Joe Arpaio to investigate. He, in turn, asked his volunteer cold case uh, posse to dig in. Now, we spoke with the head of that team this afternoon who refused to talk to us about that so-called person of interest. However, he did say this may be the biggest scandal perpetrated on the American people. Um, big, one of the biggest scandals, rather, perpetrated on the American people. Oh, my God. Nobody wanted this. You know, nobody wants to think this is happening, you know, in their country. Lead investigator Michael Zulo claims the group didn't set out to take down the president. Our goal in the beginning was to prove this document authentic. The problem is the evidence kept taking us somewhere else. He says it took six months and 2,200 hours to come to the conclusion that President Obama's birth certificate from Hawaii, released by the White House last April, was manufactured. Never- six months. And 2,200 hours they spent on this birth certificate. And now these guys are like Sheriff Arpaio's whatever posse. And they're adept at these types of things. I mean, I would imagine it would go into document forensics here. And they did, I mean, it's not like, you know, some guy off the street that wants to start doing research about this. These are, these are professional law enforcement officers doing this. Six months, 2,200 hours, and you can hear the conclusion that they, they came to, that it's a forgery. It was a paper document. It was literally created in the mind of a computer and resides on cyberspace. The White House responded today by pointing to the president's comments last year regarding the same issue. We're not going to be able to solve our problems if we get distracted by sideshows and carnival barkers. This is your- so sideshows and carnival, but that's, that's real convenient for him. To say something like that. The man's born in Kenya, never born here, ever. I mean, that, there's so much proof to that by itself. He's not a natural-born citizen. And the man has no legal ground or right to even be here, much less be president. But, of course, somebody like that is going to just try to downplay everything and, and you know, act as though n- nothing has any merit. Because he knows he's guilty. Your reputation, your name, in the front of this investigation. How comfortable are you making these allegations? I'm very comfortable because we did seek uh, seek the advice of experts regarding this. You can build the document. We could take the document apart out of the same file released by the White House. You can't do that if you just scan in a birth certificate or any other documents. What do you say to the naysayers? And there are a lot of critics out there saying this is all, you know, a bunch of BS. Prove it. We did. We proved our point. That document's created. 
And from here, Sheriff Arpaio may look for a congressional investigation. We reached out to every member of Arizona's congressional delegation in Washington today. Only Representative Jeff Flake's office got back to us saying that he believes that President Barack Obama is a U.S. citizen and was born here in the United States. Reporting live in Phoenix, I'm Heather Moore, CBS 5 News. Heather, thank you. So, how did they reach that conclusion? Here is more now from Investigator Zulu at today's press conference. Mr. Obama's birth certificate, there are approximately eight or nine links and layers. Links and layers are indicative of a document being built. The birth certificate was compared to a controlled document that investigators scanned into a computer. After close examination, Zulu said there were several inconsistencies between the two. One had to do with the so-called green safety paper. Investigators say it should be seen on the onset of the birth certificate, but they determined it was the last element applied to the, to the document. Zulu also claims the register and date stamps can be moved around. He says if the document was authentic, you wouldn't be able to do that. Whoever created this document imported that register stamp and that date stamp, laid it on a white background, and then filled in the green safety paper around it. Zulu tells us Obama's birth certificate failed every test they put it through. All six videos explaining the steps of the investigation were uploaded to YouTube by the user Tea Party Power Hour. CBS 5 viewers are speaking their minds on this one. Penny wrote, what the heck? So they, they put this through all these different tests, and this document failed every single document forensic test that these police put it through. Six months, 2,200 hours. I mean, we're talking some serious man-detailed manpower on this. Or man-woman power, I don't know. And (laughs) they, it's a fraud, total fraud. Just more confirmation that of what we've been saying from the very beginning regarding this man. So, I'll continue. Is going on with this state. We have a disrespectful governor and a sheriff that is going rogue. Has everyone in power in Arizona lost their ever-loving minds? For Pete's sake, we have a lot bigger problems than this. Now, uh, so we have a lot bigger problems than this. This is one of the really intelligent people that wrote in about this. We have a lot bigger problems. So we have a totally ineligible, most likely illegal alien president in the office pro-socialist, pro-communist, pro-fascist, all of these evil people that he has been associated with his, ever since he, they can track him in America, Bill Ayers and all of these radical radicals that he's been with. The man's a closet Muslim, was born a Muslim, raised a Muslim, and I've, I've given you all the quotes from the Quran about it's fine to deceive the infidels as long as you're advancing Allah's agenda. Now, I'm not saying that that's ultimately, I understand he's working for the New World Order, but I mean, the man couldn't have any more red flags. It's impossible. But that's, we, we don't need to worry about any of that. We, that we, we've got bigger things. And, and the, the, she's saying the sheriff's rogue and the government. No, they're just doing their homework. Going further. 
Margie says the birth certificate should be have been presented before Obama ever ran for president. Amen. Why wasn't it? He is undermining our country in a multitude of ways that the media refuses to expose. I wish I could trust our president. Just can't. Susan chimed in. It's costing us nothing to investigate Obama. I think he's a fraud. Did it occur to anyone that Obama is pushing amnesty so hard because he's illegal? I say more power to Sheriff Arpaio. That is a profound statement. Think about that. Did it occur to anyone that Obama's pushing amnesty so hard because he's illegal? That's what I've been saying from the very beginning. No wonder he's letting all the illegal aid. I mean, that's in part. I understand it's part of an agenda. I understand he's a puppet on a string, but... You know, when you're illegal, when you know they have so many things over on you that if you ever got out of line in any way, shape, or form, how many hundreds of ways could they expose Obama? I mean, more than probably any other president ever in the history of America. So, you know, he's going to do what he's told to do, and they, they couldn't have a better patsy or puppet in the in the White House than this guy, so... Um, then the other lady had said about the media not exposing this. Well, notice, this is on a local media. This is on, like, local news there, I believe, in Arizona. Notice this isn't making, other than on some of the alternative media sites, this isn't making mainstream news, because they, they cut it off. They have, you know, obviously, the New World Order can snuff things out on a local level so it's only known on a local level. And then what happens is the news remains compartmentalized. Like when you go to the work for the government in some, let's say, black ops project, for instance. And you go in there and you're only in one section of a particular, let's say, factory or whatever, making maybe making one part or doing one part of the research... You're compartmentalized. You don't know what's going on in the whole factory. They want to keep you in the dark. That way you'll never get the big picture. That's what they do with the news. And this is a great example of that. Well, this story is just beginning to unfold. Stay with CBS 5 News for the most in-depth coverage on Arpaio's investigation into the president. And don't forget to check out our website, cbs5az.com, for updates. The only people who don't want to disclose the truth are people with something to hide. <laughs> of, of all people to say that. The biggest hypocrite walk in the planet, right there. Uh, so, yeah. That's what we've got going on there. Now, uh, as rogue as they're getting with these assassinations, and that's what we're going to talk about next, I mean, Breitbart, I I'm, would almost guarantee you that was an assassination. Covered that last week. Uh, don't be surprised to see, like, Arpaio, all of a sudden, wow, he just had a, a massive heart attack, huh, kind of crazy, what a coincidence, right in the middle of this investigation. Um, Jones, Alex Jones has been mega feigning that he's going to be taken out. Uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen, but um, they've got, they're, they're getting to the point where they're getting so flagrant that I believe you're going to see more and more of that. Next article, <clears throat> Attorney General Eric Holder Junior says the U.S. Constitution does not protect American citizens who may be plotting to kill other Americans via terrorism. In a speech at Northwestern University of Law in Chicago last week, there's a link to it, he said, quote, the American people can be and deserve to be assured that actions taken in their defense are consistent with their values and their laws. 
Holder said anyone deemed to pose a, quote, imminent threat to other Americans and who could not otherwise be reasonably captured could face the business end of a sniper or drone-launched missile or any other number of killing techniques. Critical factors would be uh, that would result in such a decision include a, quote, relevant window of opportunity to act, the possible harm that missing the, the window would cause to civilians, and the likelihood of heading off future disastrous attacks against the United States. Holder went on to say that the president is not bound by the Constitution to delay assassinations of American citizens until some, quote, theoretical end-stage planning when a precise time, place, and manner of the attack becomes clear. So again, the, the president's not bound by the Constitution. We're making that abundantly clear, evidently. The whole government's gone totally rogue. Uh, the Washington Post reported, uh, given the nature of how terrorists act... Oh no, this is Holder again. Um, given the nature of how terrorists act and where they tend to hide, it may not always be feasible to capture a U.S. citizen terrorist who presents an imminent threat to violent attack. Well, the biggest terrorists, according to the government pretty much now, are just Bible-believing Christians, pro, uh, pro-life, anti-abortion, anti-homosexuality, anti-sodomite. Anybody that would believe in, you know, First Amendment rights, Second Amendment, anybody that believes in, you know, strong belief in the Constitution, they're the biggest threat, according to all the literature I'm seeing, according to all the profiling that Homeland Security and all these videos that they put out on, on who to look for, see something, say something. So, they're trying to jockey themselves into position so that when they start assassinating what has been termed as the red list, they'll have everything supposedly legally in place. And then they'll be able to give the populace any excuse that they want, saying, oh, well, they, they were plotting the terrorist thing. You know, those Bible-believing Christians or whoever they're going to target. They were plotting some terroristic plot against the government. We had to take them out with a, a Hellfire missile or a drone or whatever they're going to use. So that's what they're, what they're plotting. Just, but just remember, the Lord is my defense. He is the rock of my refuge. I will not be afraid of what man can do unto me. You know, the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Those are the verses you need to be thinking about. Not, not, not any kind of fear over this, this garbage. You know, if they, if they were to kill you, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. What a, what a wonderful day that'll be if you think about it as a born-again Christian. You're not going to have to deal with any more of this garbage anymore. I'm not saying we, we have some kind of death wish and we seek to be slaughtered or whatever, but I know we're not supposed to be walking around in, in fear of man. Because the Bible says the fear of man bringeth a snare. But the fear of God is the beginning of understanding, wisdom, knowledge. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and delivereth them. That's what we need to be focusing on. So I don't want to just sell this to like try to get everybody into a big thing of fear. Uh, pray about where the Lord, you know, what your next move would be. Ask God to give you that wisdom and that guidance regarding... Um, you know, if you're supposed to stay put, if you're supposed to move, there's a lot of different facets to what God's going to do, and it's not going to be cookie cutter, it's going to be different for different Christians. So, um, 
But things seem to be getting close. Now, I know, I've been saying that for a long time. It's just that I think the Lord's given us a lot of grace and a lot of extra time in order to prepare for these things. And a lot of times we report on issues like this. Born-again, Bible-believing Christians start praying about a particular event. It moves the hand of God. The event doesn't happen. We have more time. I really believe that that's the case. And that's a big reason I do what I do. Not just, again, not so I can scare people, but that people can pray about these matters and prepare themselves, body, soul, spirit. Let's go further. 19 signs that America is becoming a crazy control freak nation. I think we're only going to go over 15, though. Some of, I, I didn't want to go over every one of these. These are just some of the main ones. So it's 15 signs. Now, this could be 1,000, easily, or 10,000. These are just some of the crazier ones. In the film Edge of Darkness, Mel Gibson stated that, quote, everything is illegal in Massachusetts. Well, the same could pretty much be said for the United States as a whole. Our lives are governed by millions of laws, rules, and regulations, and more are being piled on us all the time. In fact, 40,000 new laws just went into effect in January. 40,000. Remember what the Bible said? They frameth mischief by a law to where now you go out, everybody is doing all kind of illegal things and they don't even know it. But all the more easier for them to throw you in jail or to at bare minimum fund their global New World Order mechanism by ticketing you and, and harassing you and stealing your substance. That's what they do. Every single new law restricts your freedom just a little bit more. The truth is that America has become a crazy control freak nation where virtually everything that we do is highly regulated. You have probably broken multiple laws today that you don't even know exist. We have all become criminals and lawbreakers because almost everything is illegal at this point. Our politicians are convinced that they are making life better by piling gigantic mountains of laws on our backs, and law enforcement authorities are convinced that they are helping society by cracking down on crime. But the, re- but the reality is, is that our liberties and our freedoms are being strangled by all this government oppression. Yes, every society needs laws, but the laws should be short enough and simple enough that everyone can read them and understand them. In America today, there's no possible way any of us could ever read all the laws that apply to us. The following are... Uh, 15 signs that America has become a crazy control freak nation where almost everything is illegal. Okay, let's go. Number one, one California town is actually considering making it illegal to smoke in your own backyard. Your own backyard. Number two, in Louisiana, a church was recently ordered to stop giving out water because it did not have a permit to do so permit to give out water. Three, in the United States, it is illegal to operate a train that does not have a the letter F painted on the front. Apparently, without that letter F, we might all not know that that is where the front of the train is. Four, in many, and there's these are all linked. The, these I'm not just saying this, these are all linked to different stories where it goes into that specific point, so you can see for yourself. In many United States, it's now illegal to collect rainwater that falls from the sky on your own property. I've reported on that in the past as well. 
Why? Because they don't want you to be self-sufficient in any way, shape, or form. They want you to be totally dependent on Big Brother and things like growing your own food, collecting your own rainwater, being off the grid is something that they do not want because they want us to herd us into these prison cities eventually and you know be able to control us in that particular regard. Number five, in America today, it is illegal to milk your cow and sell your milk to your neighbor. If you do this, there's a good chance that federal agents will raid your home at the crack of dawn. Now, this has happened many times already, the whole thing with uh, raw milk. Number six, in Washington, D.C., it is illegal not to recycle your cat litter. Number seven, it is illegal to give a tour of the monuments of Washington, of Washington, D.C. without a license. So you've got to be licensed to give any kind of tour. Even if you're just touring it with your friends or whatever, I'm telling you. Uh, now, remember what I reported, I don't know, a month ago, where I got into the prison system and how the prison system is, is basically, at this point, uh, a lot of it is just private and a lot of it is uh, uh, it's fascism. It's where the government is yoking up with private industries in order to have cheap prison labor, and this is a big reason why there's so many people, why we have the largest prison population on planet Earth, is easily proven with just statistics, and why we can have uh, prison labor where, you know, these people are working for, I don't know, 20 cents an hour or whatever they're working for, and we can actually compete with China in that regard, because we have such unbelievably uh, cheap prison labor. And they're basically forced into this stuff. So, uh, reference that teaching, you'll, you'll see that it's probably three or four weeks old if you want to know more about that subject. But again, by making all of these laws and rules that can get you thrown in jail or get you fined, then they can create a bigger prison population. And ultimately, that's the best place they would like to have people because uh, there's no other place on the planet that you're easier to control than if you're in a prison, if you think about it. So, let's go further. In the United States, it is illegal to sell natural cures for cancer, even if they work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, champion arm wrestler, Jason Vale. He's a born-again Christian. He uh, was selling apricot seeds, and uh, they threw him in jail for eight or nine years. I mean, he had cured himself with the apricot seeds. With the vitamin B17, which is also known as laetrile, in the apricot seeds, just eating them. He had cured himself of this really aggressive cancer. Um, I believe on like two different occasions. And so he had a lot of passion for that. He was selling the seeds, but you know they ultimately threw him in prison for I think it was eight or nine years. And that happens all the time. You, you cannot claim to cure anything, really. It's not just cancer. It's the only ones that can claim a cure for anything are the guys with the white lab coats and the magic prescription pads, the MDs. No other person in in the alternative health arena can claim a cure for anything. Uh, Let's go further here. In the the state of Massachusetts, it's illegal to deface a milk carton. I had to click on that one. I'm like, come on. And there, yeah, there's a whole article on how it's illegal to deface milk cartons in Massachusetts. Number 10, if you register with a false name on MySpace or Facebook, you could potentially spend five years in federal prison. Yeah, Facebook. I've given you many, many, many warnings about Facebook. 
and Twitter and all those social media. It's just it's data mining. They're just collecting data, data mining. They're going to know everything about you and every little possible way they can try to find out. And that's just it's totally created by the CIA. And uh, I've given a lot of evidence to that in the past. Number 11, in Hazelwood, Missouri, it is illegal for little girls to sell Girl Scout cookies in their front yards of their own homes. Number 12, all of the United States lemonade stands run by little children are being shut down because they do not have proper permits. Home of the free, land of the brave. In Florida, it is illegal to bring a plastic butter knife to school. Remember that one story I told not too long ago where that girl had been, she was at Estero High, which is where I was from, that area in Florida. She was just getting ready to graduate. She was an honor student. There was a knife on the back seat, actually the back uh, floorboard of her car in the back seat. She had been moving that weekend. And it was, a, it was a kitchen knife. Security guard, some Nazi brown shirt security guard who was roaming the parking lot saw this knife in the floorboard in her back seat reported her she was taken to jail and I believe spent the night in jail and her parents bailed her out and was not allowed was not permitted to graduate with her graduating class because a a knife a kitchen knife had fallen out of her um, cardboard box when she was moving There you go. Okay, next point. Point number 14. In San Juan Capistrano, California, it is illegal to hold a home Bible study without a conditional use permit. I've reported on that one as well. 15. In the city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, it is illegal to make even a single dollar from a blog, internet blog, unless you buy a $300 business license. Sadly, this list of crazy laws and ridiculous regulations could be thousands long. We are a nation run by a bunch of control freaks that do not care about our liberties and our freedoms. Uh, In this 40-minute video, which I'm not going to play, but you can click on if you like, John Stossel goes into great detail about almost everything in America is illegal today. Now, this next one is entitled Catastrophic Upheaval in All Realms Are Now in Motion. Uh, Dr. Greg Evenson is a award-winning Kansas lawman, former Kansas City State Trooper. He is the author of the Sovereignty Papers and has spent the last two years giving preparedness training across the nation. Um, He has been to several conferences and has put his material on several DVDs and in a manual for those who want his home training. I give you his website. This is an interview that took place between um, him... Steve Quayle and the guy on the Omega Man. I'm not. I'm not endorsing anyone. Okay. I've always liked Greg, Greg Evenson, but I thought that he had some really good things to say regarding some of these audio clips that we're going to be hearing. And I'm going to go ahead and play about three different audio clips from this teaching. And again, I would rather err on the side of safety than not say anything. And particularly when I'm seeing. Some really, really flagrant, in-your-face, draconian things going on. And I start seeing that happening in mass. 
I start to compile things together and go over them, and this is just part of that picture. So I'm going to go ahead and roll these audio clips now. Imperative that everyone listening to this broadcast, and for the record, this is March the 1st. This is the introduction of the first day of National Defense Authorization Act 1867, wherein all of your civil rights, all of your constitutional guarantees, everything is gone now, ladies and gentlemen. You can argue with it all you want, but the fact of the matter is it's in effect, and uh, the ramifications are overwhelming. And so, great, take it away if you would. So, again, National Defense Authorization Act, which we've reported on, I did at least one or two teachings on that, went into effect on March 1st, where basically all of our rights are pretty much gone at this point in a lot of different ways. Uh, and it just so happens to be the same day that Breitbart, Andrew Breitbart, was assassinated. And it was the same day Breitbart said, wait until March 1st, wait, wait to see what information I'm going to release. So I don't think it was any coincidence that he supposed that he all of a sudden died of this heart attack on the very day he was threatened about. It. it was almost like the Illuminati was trying to send a very clear signal saying, you know, oh really? Okay, well we'll see, you know, who's in control here. So, let's go further. If you would, sir. Thank you, Steve. And uh, Shannon, it's a privilege beyond words uh, to be with you tonight. Let me put it to you this way, Steve. Uh, this is the ultimate declaration of war against the people of the United States, indeed the people of the world, but uh, certainly here at home, uh, when you have the kind of power, raw, brutal power, that is now at the hands of governmental and military and high law enforcement officials uh, to not, you know, when we talk about ringing the liberty bell, it doesn't happen anymore. What we're hearing is the long tolling of the bell for the memory of freedom. Uh, the death knell of freedom, if you will. Uh, what else explains, gentlemen, uh, the reason that uh, we've had more uh, nationalized training uh, that has affected our state and local police officials across the country, uh, funded by Washington and in tandem with the military? We've had more of that in the past two years, uh, more training than we have in the previous uh, 238 uh, years, 236 years of, of uh, the, the existence of this nation. Uh, there's only one explanation for it, and ladies and gentlemen, tonight, you cannot, uh, you cannot uh, any longer be in uh, abject denial over this. Uh, the, the war has begun. It is a spiritual war first and foremost. It's not a war about America anymore. It's not a war about reclaiming your sovereignty or your republic. Uh, I'm afraid those days are gone. Uh, what you are fighting for now is a spiritual battle that in the end, the only casualty, if you're not careful, will be your eternal spirit, your soul. And so what we must do tonight, and I am speaking to you with, uh, I've been prayed for all day. Uh, my wife anointed me tonight. Uh, it's not about Greg Evenson or, or Steve Quayle. It, it, is, it is about what is being said tonight to prepare for you, to bring to you in words that could not be uh, uttered any other way except in clarity and truth about what is happening. I'm talking to police officers across the United States today, friends of mine, former co-workers of mine, uh, sheriffs that I trust uh, with, with my life, 
of state troopers that I know are door-to-door in some backwoods area right now listening some way or the other on their own computer or whatever it might be, but they're hearing what we're saying, they're shaking their heads, they're saying, yes, that is correct. Why? Because I've talked to some of them today. I talked to others yesterday and the day before. I'm saying, what are you seeing? What is happening out there? And I can tell you both, gentlemen, that the, the stakes are, have never been higher. The uh, rank-and-file police officer, especially at the state level, because that's where I was, and uh, even though I served uh, just a, in a very brief time uh, as an appointment as a Secret Service agent, uh, my basic time was spent uh, as a state trooper. And those gentlemen are the ones that will be called upon to set the roadblocks. They will be the ones that will uh, not allow freedom of travel. They are the ones that will direct you at a state uh, police barricade uh, to a uh, bus or some other conveyance uh, when the time comes that you will be taken to that final point of destination, a comfort camp, if you will, as some refer to it. I call it as a concentration camp. All of these things are in order. They're not conjecture. They're not somebody's idea of a Saturday afternoon planning session at the state police post. These are plans that are on the shelf. They are sitting in the back seats in, uh, in safes or uh, uh, small safes in, in the uh, car of, of the trooper used for evidence. They're not at the state police post. They are in the hands of the troopers that will take these uh, uh, computer disks, put them into their uh, computers in their automobiles, and they will get their final direction should there be a breakdown between state headquarters and the, the state police unit. Uh, the reason for that, frankly, is is if there is a false flag event, if there is a natural disaster, whatever it is might be, that cuts them off so that the liaison with Homeland Security that sits in the state police headquarters uh, or indeed some of the larger sheriff's departments, uh, then, then you will not be able to communicate. So you must know what's going to happen as, as a trooper in the field. I implore you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that are listening to me across the United States that I've talked to and others and friends that you have spoken to, Please remember that what is at stake here is real freedom. We're talking about whatever uh, modicum of freedom is left. It's in your hands. It's in the hands of the American people as well. But you are the ones that are going to be called on. You are the ones that will be ordered by, by uh, those in authority at your headquarters level to carry out the plans of, of those who have spent many, many hours, days, months, years planning for this moment. There would not be the need to have planned for it if there was not the plan in effect to carry it out for the reasons that we all know deep in our heart. This is the last attempt of, of overt evil, overt evil to, to, take, uh, to take freedom and, and the, the, the uh, destiny of the American people away from them. You see, it's not about that anymore. It's about win or lose. This war will be won or lost, number one, by the intervention of God himself. And those of you that know uh, Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have the upper hand at this moment, and you always will. In fact, uh, if I were going to direct you at all, I would direct you to this brief statement from Psalm 121. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Could it be more clear? You see, it doesn't matter what they have in store for us, Steve. And it doesn't matter, Shannon, what they've, what they've already done. What matters is that what we're going to do from this point forward, first of all, glorify.
glorifies God. Secondly, helps prepare people even further for what is coming. And we work in tandem with those good men and women in uniform that are, are uh, police officers at all levels, and that we also pray the same request on our brothers and sisters in the military. You know what's right and wrong. You have been told. You know what a legal order is versus an illegal order. You know what being an Oath Keeper is all about. We don't have to remind you and keep going over this. We simply expect you and ask you. In fact, we demand from you in a prayerful way that you follow through on this and do it so that in the end, the only thing that will be accomplished is for the good. And I'll take a breath, fellas, and... and Okay, so here's the second audio clip from this particular interview of uh, Greg Everson. And uh, Steve and Greg, there was something else uh, significant about today, wasn't there? Uh, you want to tell people who are not aware of uh, NDAA 1867 what that means? Well, of course, that's the National Defense Authorization Act. Uh, it was, uh, today was uh, the opening shot, and uh, I believe literally uh, that that took place. Uh, for not long after 12.01 midnight uh, on March 1st, uh, our, our dear friend uh, uh, succumbed to the attack. And uh, as a result, uh, I think it was a test shot to see what... You know, this is Andrew Breitbart's heart attack he's in reference to that killed him. What would take place just before the implementation of a much greater uh, uh, program, as Steve has described. Uh, Shannon, Steve, I, I, I want to tell you that uh, two days ago, uh, and this this is an aside, this, this is part of the information that people need to have, but uh, two days ago, uh, a contact uh, that I met in uh, Salt Lake City when I was out there speaking uh, called me and said, look, uh, I've had a, a high-ranking military officer friend of mine uh, say to me that there is a very uh, profound event uh, that is looming in our immediate future. And he said, uh, I can only be uh, most general in its uh, essence, but I'm going to give you what I know or that I can tell you, uh, because uh, to do otherwise, uh, and if I'm found out, I will be in prison uh, at the very least. So he said that uh, there was going to be an event so great that it would cause uh, an almost immediate uh, reduction uh, into the catastrophic area of fresh water in the United States. Now, we had to speculate whether it's a cascading effect of these open underground caverns uh, that, that have been pumped dry of, of other fluids, including uh, uh, natural gas, uh, oil, and so forth. Is it possibly that? Is it, is it a, a scalar event uh, that would open up that uh, new Madrid uh, that's been speculated about so many times? Could it affect uh, the Great Lakes? Well, certainly all of that is possible. But, but what is being said here is uh, that, that this, along with, a, as I call it, the buffet of disaster, pick what you want, uh, that's going to ultimately come in. Is it coming from space? Is it coming as a killer shot from the sun? Uh, what is it uh, that, that may uh, really uh, set this nation uh, on its backside? And I say any or all of the above, but really... And just to uh, give a little more potential clarification regarding what he just said. Now, I'm not being dogmatic. I'm just, as a watchman, I'm just trying to cover as many bases as possible. Uh, this is a uh, warning I saw on one of the alternative websites. I have a special forces friend who lives in Kalispell, Montana. He just called me with major news. 
He has a friend who works in the prison system in Montana. They have been told by big government to be ready for an event to take place between March 13th, which is two days from now, and through the 23rd. This event will be very earth-shattering. They have been told to stock up on six months' worth of food, diesel, medical supplies, water, and other needed supplies. This special forces friend is not a person who gets his feather, feathers ruffled very easily. He was shocked to say the least. Now, all I'm saying is that you look at all of the conditioning that Hollywood has done regarding the year 2012. I mean, there's no other year that I've ever seen where they have ever focused in on with all of these, you know, end of world scenarios. With all of the different movies and the sci-fi shows and all of the different media outlets. There's no other time that I've ever seen where they've keyed in on one year more from a potential cataclysmic standpoint. So, it would just be very highly unlikely that we're going to get out of 2012 and nothing happens. I I think that they've got way too much invested They, meaning the elite, the globalists, the Illuminati, Satan, essentially, has way too much invested in this year for things just to go down and nothing comes of anything. Now, I'm not saying God can't intervene and stop things. And that's a big reason that I I try to present these things so that people can pray about them. It's just that I'm seeing a lot of, of things pointing to the fact that we could have some really we could be on the cusp of some really, really major cataclysmic things. So back to the interview. Really, in the end, it makes no difference. Whatever happens, whatever that tripwire is, wherever it eventually takes us, the road that we are uh, traveling down at breakneck speed is bringing us to absolute, ultimate, cataclysmic response uh, from the powers that be. This is war. Do you understand? I can't put it any other way. Uh, I have been shot at. I understand that feeling. The, the, the cold, icy cold that you feel in your heart and your very being that you know that this next second may be your last. I don't know how else to describe it to you folks. It is, it is beyond uh, the ability for people to rationally deal with. And we're looking at a time so great. The police officers are speaking to me, are saying that they have been trained in door-to-door seizures, door-to-door invasions, door-to-door confiscation of weapons, of, of uh, food, of those things that we consider to be uh, absolutely essential, they have been trained to immediately respond with lethal force the moment they are resisted. Now, they have told me that. In fact, one officer was courageous enough to say that on the air in a radio broadcast uh, with Butch Paw uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, he was from, uh, formerly from the Georgia State Patrol. Uh, this, this is happening across the country, gentlemen. And so what we have at the end of the day is a conflagration. We are burning all around us with this whole idea that the American people will be brought under the yoke of slavery. Whatever it takes to do that, it's underway now with a complicit Congress, with a complicit United Nations, with a complicit European Union and those that are involved in a worldwide effort to 
to debase the currency, to destroy the banks, to destroy the living standard of Americans, to make it impossible for you to drive to work because of the cost of gasoline. On and on it goes. You know I'm speaking the truth here. And so what do you think the reaction is going to be by the people that have the ultimate responsibility of saying, I have brought my district under control. My military district is now secure. I no longer allow anyone out of the greater metropolitan area of Chicago. Uh, and I have police officers in all of these areas across the country that are telling me this is absolutely correct. There is no doubting it. The plans are in the can. I had one sheriff in Wisconsin uh, admit to me uh, that he could close off his section of I-94 between Minneapolis-St. Paul and Milwaukee. That area in there, he could have it closed to any traffic at all within four minutes. Now, there is no possible way, folks, that you're going to be able to react to that except that you are mentally, physically, but most import importantly, spiritually prepared to overcome that shock to your system. The absolute blood-curdling scream that's going to be heard from the American people that they can't do this. Well, I'm going to tell you something, folks. They already have got it planned, and they will do it. They will attempt to do it everywhere. Now, keep in mind that if you are prepared and you have had your plan A, B, and C ready, as I teach across the country, then you're at least going to have a fighting chance. But if not, uh, and you'll be light years ahead, but if not, then you'll become a victim as soon as it starts. Steve, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, be prepared spiritually, but be prepared physically because it is on the way. And knowing that, and that the lists are out there, and that they are in the hands of the commanders who will ultimately be responsible for carrying them out, is that a reason, then, for you folks who are listening tonight and just listening for the, fear, uh, the, the sheer comedy of this, that you are going to take one more opportunity uh, to turn your head, to ignore your family, to, to not be a part of those who would say, we need to get ready and we need to do it right now. We need to be so ready that we can respond within moments of the actual implementation of this. I am looking, Steve, at a, uh, at a drawing of a, a figure of a what is the logo, which I suppose could be a patch of some court sort, but it is shaped like a stop sign without without any of the uh, 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 color or the word stop. It has instead in the center a large spider, and the legs go to each corner of the eight-sided stop sign. The hourglass very clearly uh, visible at the top, and the notation underneath uh, is. Black Widow Protocol 2012. Now, what does that mean? I can only surmise at this point. But the information given was that this will be a part of the forward units that are involved in the ultimate attempts to take in the American people. God help us. So that's the second audio clip. Heavy-duty news. Really, really, really heavy-duty news. Uh, he's got some uh, DVDs that uh, that he sells that I think it's called the Castle Defense. That um, I've, I, I've actually got them, but I, I, I admit I have not gone through them yet. Uh, it's I'm just trying to keep up with all the breaking news. Not to say I haven't done a lot to prepare in the past, but if you've got uh, 
if you've got contingency plans for an eventual, uh, let's say you have a bug out location or those types of things, uh, I would say this would kind of be a high, from here on out, really, would be a very high alert time regarding the year 2012. Uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. But again, it's definitely things to pray about, fast about, and uh, try to prepare yourself for body, soul, and spirit. Now, let's go ahead and we're going to go to the third audio clip. Absolutely correct. Uh, look, uh, when, when you realize that the programs have been created and distilled, and of course they can do that very quickly with computers because they write the programs that way, but when troopers in the field uh, uh, are out there uh, uh, receiving information that says to them, this is our priority list of people that, number one, own this many guns and this much ammunition, because every purchase that that farmer, rancher, citizen, business owner, uh, mom and dad have made over the last several years has been recorded. They go, all right, this is this is guy number one. We want him first and foremost because he may be the center, the hub of a terrorist cell, as they call us, and we have been uh, uh, labeled that uh, by Homeland Security and by the various fusion centers. And so all this is coordinated for an instantaneous attack, uh, and that's what I'm going to call it. It's, it's not a knock-knock, how are you? Uh, it's, it's we're going in uh, armed to the teeth, and we're not going to take any resistance because we are going to take out this potential terrorist threat uh, and understand the terrorist now. I am a terrorist uh, to the United States government because I don't support what they're doing. I don't like what they're doing. It's not that I dislike my form of government. It's I, I cannot abide what it has become. It is tyranny. It is evil. It is the utmost, the worst that, that, that could ever occur. And so that is translated downward. The orders are pushed down to law enforcement. Uh, and as a result, uh, the plans are in place. Uh, the exact uh, action uh, agenda is ready to be implemented at, a, at the drop of a hat, the simple signal, a computer signal, and troopers will descend along with other law enforcement officers from that county uh, into the area, and they will need, uh, they will have whatever strength they need to implement the invasion of your home, your ranch, your business, whatever it is, and they will take you. They don't look. They don't really care how much weapon, how many weapons and ammunition you have. They simply want to know who you are, so that when they come, they take you out. They're not worried about uh, what you're going to fire back. They're not worried about you and, and your stash. They're simply going to take you out because you are the ultimate source of resistance. And you see, that's the one thing that they fear, the one thing they cannot abide. It doesn't matter what color you are, what gender you are, what you believe, what you don't believe. It's whether or not you are capable of resistance. And I'll tell you, there's some places in this country, Steve and Shannon, that they're going to encounter some resistance like they've never seen. Now, when you figure out that there's the possibility of foreign troops uh, of, of roughly 400,000, of American domestic police officers of all kinds, from armed poultry, chicken inspectors, uh, to USDA police who want to uh, come in and uh, with a SWAT team take your milk, and, and all the rest of these morons uh, that, that, that are out there that are under badge and, and weapon, you've got roughly 700,000 uh, top to bottom uh, across the United States. You add to that uh, two to two and a half million uh, American uh, 
uh, men and women in uniform. And so you have roughly an armed force of about 4 million. Now, sheer numbers tells me, and I wasn't very good in math, but I can figure this out. I can figure out that on a good day, with 200 million weapons in this country, uh, these folks are, are notoriously outgunned. And so what do you think is going to happen? Well, I don't know, and I won't speculate, because I don't want it to happen. I truly don't. But I believe that we're on a course that will leave us little choice. It will either be internment and slavery and ultimate, uh, ultimately your demise, or it will be resistance, armed resistance, all the way as far as it can be carried. And there's not, or very few, I should say, at any state capital or at any uh, uh, level of Washington in any of the bureaucracies that have any sympathy whatsoever except for maintaining their own personal power base and, and doing what they are told, no matter how corrupted, uh, immoral, uh, illegal, uh, or evil it is. As long as they can carry it out and keep a check coming, they're going to do it. So forget this idea, folks, that you're going to have a lot of sympathetic folks uh, out there that are just going to say, well, we just can't let this happen. Oh, they're going to let it happen, and they're going to be part of it. Now, on the other hand, there are some, and I, I believe it is a, a growing number because of broadcasts just like this, Shannon, and I'm so grateful that you've allowed the latitude tonight for us to discuss this because when you, when you talk to people about issues this seriously, you can't baby talk this stuff. You can't walk them through like you know, you're asking them to dance at the prom. We've, we've got to get out here, and, and this is the state playoff. Uh, the, you're digging in, and, and you're going to be bloody when it's over, but you know, you're going at it with the idea to win. And nothing short of that. Now, whether or not we win in the terms of, of bringing back some kind of form of America really is not on my heart or mind anymore. It is absolutely in making sure that you have the greatest uh, ability to survive spiritually as well as physically and to do so in, uh, in a way that not only honors God but honors your commitment, men and women, but I'm talking to men now, men in uniform and men in households, that will say, I'm not standing by anymore and being talked down to because I'm, I'm not sensitive enough or, or I'm not uh, pro-homosexual or I'm not pro-illegal uh, immigrant or I'm not whatever. How about being pro the right thing all the way, every day, in every way? It, that, that's all that matters. That's all that counts. And we must do it. We must do it starting tonight because I'm going to guarantee you that the war began at 12 midnight uh, this past evening. And it's going to continue on. If you think it's going to let up, then you need some serious counseling. Okay, what he was in reference to is Breibart's assassination, uh, most likely assassination, <clears throat> and the NDAA. Really, in conjunction with that, it, it happened the exact same day. So, that's Greg Everson's take on it. It's, it's over. It's a very long, long interview. Um, those are some of the high points of the interview. I just don't have time to, to cover you know, every bit of it at this point. His, uh, I put his contact information here, his website, his email, uh, his phone number. And it's going to be, well, it's going to be on probably, by the time I get the table of contents loaded, page four or five of the PDF uh, at contendingfortruth.com for March 11th, 2012. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, end part one here, and we'll go to part two next. God bless you. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U. 
www.ruth.com. Please help us continue this work to support this ministry. Our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.